It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MX, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yes, hello and welcome to the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Round one's in the books, and we're going to go straight on to round two. Andrew Muldock, Molinaroli, joining me as always. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Glad the footy's back. Good to be back. Good to be back, that is for sure. And uh, Peter Hanscom with us as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. It was, um, it was a pretty interesting weekend to footy. A few injuries out of it, too. Well, that's a good segue as any uh, to bring together our injury expert. And I've got Pat Lyons here from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. How are you, mate? Good, Paul. How are you, mate? Good to be back yeah. again. Yeah, good to have you back. hope you're feeling better after last week. <laughs> yes, a little week off. And we've given you about two weeks' worth in one, <laughs> in one week to make up. Yes. You know, injury in round one. <laughs> Let's start with the big one. Well, there's a few big ones, but uh, Paul Gallen, I think a lot of um, super coach owners would have had him in the team from uh, the start. And unfortunately, I guess he's had a few injuries over the last few years. And this one, um, an injury that some feared might end his um, season and potentially even his career, but it's turned out to be a torn posterior ligament, I believe, and a meniscus tear. Um, What's the sort of verdict in regards to that? Yeah, definitely better to do a posterior cruciate than an anterior. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good news for him. Um, I guess the other good thing, thinking about the replay, is he, it wasn't a horrible-looking twist or um, it didn't look like a real horrible injury. So yeah. hopefully the, for his sake there wasn't um, it wasn't a real traumatic sort of acute injury, maybe some wear and tear already and sort of the last thread went. Um, so you never know with, with Gallon because he's, he's always played with injury. Um, but I, I'd be surprised with the meniscus tear as well. Whether uh, if he was to come back within within two weeks, I'd be really surprised, um, and it'll probably be more than that, right? As, as I guess. So I guess there are players, you know, owners out there that have copped the brunt with of the injuries that we're going to go through. So I guess you're saying, yeah, minimum two weeks, probably more like the four to six that they're saying. But with Gallon. You maybe you uh, if if you've got no if you've got a lot of options of having to trade players out maybe you hold him even if it's just one more week just holding him to see what happens in the event you you've got other players that you you've got to offload. Yeah, I think that would make sense. Well, South Sydney also dealt a couple of blows. Uh, I think this one um, with John Sutton the rupturing the pectoral muscle <laughs> looks like he could be gone for for months. Yeah, that's a big one. There's pretty much. No fast way back from, from that injury. Um, I think they guess 16 weeks. It, you know, it will probably be more than that. Um, if it's completely ruptured, it's just a big injury. Lots of rehab, and so he'll be up for ages. And we'll be and we'll be talking about Paul Carter and Kyle Turner later in the show. But they're the two biggest beneficiaries of that. And you know, we get all these. It's horrible news for South. Horrible news for John Sutton. But um, I guess from Supercoach, that's one where maybe some owners uh, get a get some good fortune or a silver lining out of that cloud. On the other hand, Adam Reynolds. Now, the big one with broken jaws, uh, as we have some understanding of, I guess, is, is the wiring. And, I, you know, I've heard that he wouldn't need surgery, but that's not, not confirmed. And, and just explain, I guess, to the listeners the difference between timeout, whether the jaw needs to be rewired or not. 
Yeah, so I don't, I don't actually have the information about how big the fracture was. So if, if there does need to be any wiring, normally they have to wire the jaw into almost a closed position so that the person's eating through a straw. And, um, it's a long, a longer process um, and he'd be out for yeah, more like three to four months. Um, if, it's, if it's not that scenario, if it's more of just a hairline fracture, then um, the whole process can be a little bit quicker than that. Um, but I, yes, still a minimum. I, I'll be thinking, you know, anywhere before eight weeks would be a real miracle. I'd say. So even eight weeks. I mean, even the minimum, you probably can move on. I think from Adam Reynolds. I believe we had a tweet from Dale at the Ninja. How long does a jaw usually take to heal? So, Dale, I think our expert in the field, Pat's given you the the answers there. Um, you might have to hold him, but I don't think you can hold him that long, unfortunately. Let's look yeah. at Penrith. Um, James Seguiaro, a fractured arm. We're hearing six to eight weeks. Is that something where, you know, there's they could come back sooner or is it pretty much uh, set? Oh, it's probably standard. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, six to eight weeks is standard for a, for an arm fracture. I assume it was forearm, was it? I didn't actually see the replay for that one. Yeah, he had a collision with Kurt Baptiste, but I uh, don't have the info if it's the, the forearm. But uh, Yeah, um, it typically is. And... I think six, if it's a nice clean break, six to eight weeks is the is the typical time frame. Um, that you know that's a typical time frame for the layperson to get back to playing. You know, it may be a bit longer than that, but yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be rushing to keep him in your team if it's going to be <laughs> another six to eight another weeks. Another one, yeah. It's <laughs> spewing if you've got a few of these guys, which is very very likely. Let, let's face it. Um, Two right this weekend is um, crazy. Two Raiders players going down, both their harms. Blake Austin, uh, a medial ligament strain in his right knee. Now, apparently he won't need surgery, but there's still a four- to six-week sort of time frame put on it from the Raiders' website. Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, if it's not one that requires surgery, then that, that, that sort of four- to six-week window is, is probably fairly accurate. Um, you know, there's always a little bit of a, a little bit of an unknown with the ligament strains as to how irritated they get so sometimes they can drag out a bit longer yeah um so i guess it depends how how conservative or risk averse you want to be with um with austin the, these two injuries and we're going to get to aiden caesar in a moment may also affect other back backs you've got in your team from the raiders as well so it's, it's good to know even if you don't own austin or aiden caesar but speaking of caesar fractured eye socket now the raiders are reporting four to six weeks but you think that um, having surgery on an eye socket a fractured eye socket could mean it's going to be longer. Yeah, um, I, I'm assuming they're going to whack a little plate in there or something like that. But I, you know, um, if it was me, I wouldn't back out there before eight weeks. I don't think it's, it would be risky. If you take another knock on it um, within that sort of four to six week window, it, it would be easy to, to flare it up again and possibly refracture it. Um, so. You know, maybe you'll prove me wrong, <laughs> but I think it might be a little bit longer than four to six. Yeah, well, it's great advice, and I'll tell you what, it's exactly why we have you on the show, Pat, because, um, you know, sometimes you get fed good information, but sometimes it's not quite uh, as accurate as uh, the medical experts would have you say, so that's why it's great to have you on. 
giving us this advice, uh, as hard as it is for some of our owners to take, harder still for you know fans, the teams and the players themselves, of course, but uh, in a small, small way in comparison, difficult for coaches too. We should mention Ben Henry from the Warriors also looks like a season-ending knee injury. I mean, there's not really much more we can sort of point towards that, but we should mention it in our injury wrap-up. Um, unfortunately, he, I think he dislocated the patella in his left knee and um, potentially ruptured his quad as well. Yeah, that's a big one. He's had some bad luck, that guy. Oh, yeah, what a disaster, the poor guy. And just when you thought maybe you know he got the starting role and yeah. maybe this would be the year he finally put uh, showed some of that potential but not to be. Pat, you've got a great offer on at the moment there, Could You Bay Health and Injury Care. If you go in there... And um, you mentioned Supercoach Pros, 20% off your first visit, so not bad. Look, and it's not just for sporting injuries, back or neck injuries. You know, if you wake up and you've got a bit of a tweak or maybe something you've done at, at work or out, out and about, um, you know, go see Pat. It's, he, he does a great job, and you can go to the website, www.coogeebay.physio, or simply call the uh, city number, 7 Make a booking there. Mention Supercoach Pros and 20% off. Pat, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully we don't have as much to go through. Yes, we'll get a bit more in-depth into one or two maybe. Yeah, we're certainly going to have some players start coming back like Matt Moylan, I think we mentioned uh, last week. So uh, not not named, I I don't believe, this week. But um, we'll be able to talk about some of the guys returning rather than those uh, falling uh, foul of injury, I hope. Yes, much more positive. Thank you, Pat. Talk to you next week. Thanks, mate. Bye. Wow, and a lot to get through there, guys. But I guess, um, you know, the big the big one there, probably Adam Reynolds. Um, Pete, I know that you'd read some info today about, you know, for a fractured jaw, but even even if it is just fractured, it looks like still a minimum of eight weeks. Yeah, that's that's tragic for him for South Sydney. And if and if you've got him in your in your super coach team he he looked really, really good while he was on the field, and oh, the yeah. incident itself was quite innocuous. And yeah, for that to happen, it's just shocking, like for the young fella. And interesting with Paul Gallen, you know, we're hearing four to six weeks, Andrew, but Pat's saying, well, minimum two. So he's sort of a lot more um, optimistic, I guess, that there's a chance of him coming back sooner. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I heard Shane Flanagan. I don't, I don't really think he's going to rush him. He's not a he's not a kid anymore, Paul Gallen. Um, you know, this is a pretty good shot for them to try and win a premiership. And just, just if he, if he was to rush back and and do it even worse, I don't think it'd be worth it. I mean, obviously Gallen plays tough every week and and injured every week, but I, I just don't know. I don't think they'd they'd want to risk it. Well, guys, um, we're going to talk about. Um some players to potentially bring in and what tactics to do soon on the podcast. I did want to sort of mention some of the good performers um, from round one. I thought, you know, Greg Bird, we'd talked about him a bit uh, in the preseason, but he was very good and the, he wasn't he wasn't the lone ranger. The only three players got above 100, uh, which was interesting to read. Um, we'll see Ethan Lowe and Marika Korobidi, the other ones, but Sean Johnson and Corey Oates. Andrew, two guys that did it all in one half, essentially. You know, Corey Oates in the first half for Brisbane and Sean Johnson in the second half for the Warriors. But, Matt, you know, good scores. Very good scores. I mean, if you listen to our podcast and follow us on Twitter, you'd know that. Um, you would have been on the train early. Uh, Sean Johnson, I mean, 
imagine what he, if he could play 80 minutes, if the Warriors could play 80 minutes, imagine what he could do. And again, yeah, Oates with the um, running through the forwards there. Uh, I've heard he's a back row, but he, he, at, the, at the moment he's a great super coach winger. Um, yeah, good scores and glad to have him in the, in the side if you, if you got him. Yeah, Bennett's not um, moving him anytime soon, particularly with a few guys out there in the centre three-quarter line. And Pete, I know that your team went down last night, but Benji Marshall, I mean, he's playing for a new contract and playing in spite of pretty impressive performance and 87 Supercoach points to boot. Yeah, he had a pretty good game. Um, you know, it weren't real conditions to suit him, actually. So to score 97 on Supercoach was a good effort. As you said, he's come up for a contract renewal. There's a little bit of talk around town that he might be heading back to Tigerland, actually. So um, it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. But, uh, yeah, I think um, given a good sunny day on Sunday um, down at Shark Park or whatever they're calling it now, the, uh, the Benji might well like, get a very decent score on Supercoach. Yeah, the Sharks kept Thurston pretty quiet, so it's a tougher matchup. Moses Embi is the other half there that we should mention because he too put up 87 and a couple of cheaper options there at least to watch heading into round two with some options to pick up in round three. One of the great tweets we had uh, this week um, was talking about trades, you know, tough trades. We heard a Bill talk last week about trades you know, you don't like or players you don't like, but tough decisions you've got to bring in. It's only been round one. Sambo Rambo wants to know, um, you know, who are we, what tactics are we looking at? We just heard from Pat Lyons talking about those um, injured players and their likely timelines. Andrew, I'll start with you. Um, You know, out of those players, do you sort of, is there some that you're looking to offload quicker than others and, and, and which guys are you targeting already considering we've only got one game of football under our belt? I mean, obviously, someone like a Seguiara, it's at least, I think, six weeks on the, on the bench. You don't want 400,000 sitting on yep. your bench and not doing anything. I think you've got to get him out uh, as soon as possible, bring in another blue chip if you can. I mean, yeah, you might have to do a bit of a... Juggling, but if you can get, you know, a Cameron Smith, I know he's thirty thousand uh, a bit uh, more expensive, but if you can get him in, do a bit of juggling, uh, it's probably best start. You know, you know you're going to get, you know what you're going to get with Cameron Smith, and you know he's scored fifty one points this week, and he's only going to get better. Yeah, and um, Pete, you know, what's what's sort of your take on it? Injured player out, or if you've got poor form. Do you need, you know, look at Cade Snowden's the obvious one. Great last year. Didn't even get named in the top 17 this year. Oh, this week, sorry, after a bad week last week. How do you sort of weigh up whether I've got to offload that big name that's injured as opposed to, oh, I don't want a guy, being stuck with a guy that's going to lose me money in a couple of weeks' time? Well, I think that someone, you said, you made a very good point there about Cade Snowden. He's had a bad week last week. They had a very good year last year. Um... I think that you can probably give someone like him, who's been such a high performer, a little bit more time. Um, a long-term injured player, as, as Andrew said, you know, you can't have something like that sitting on your on your bench for too long. Uh, like John Sutton is also a prime example there. Um, as a few players are in a little bit of an iffy category with that, but certainly I think you've got to give someone like, for me, you've got to give someone like Stoden another chance. But you're, you're, well, you're the Nathan Brown expert. I mean. 
He didn't, you know, 20 odd minutes and he wasn't seen again until just a few minutes to go and now he's not even in the 17. So it's easy to say, well, give him another go if you, you know, maybe in a draft league, sure, but he costs 400,000. You can't, you know, we, you can't, that could drop a long, long way. I mean, you can't, I've got to disagree. I think if he ends up playing from the bench this week, he's a must trade out after round two and maybe you have to pull the trigger even this week. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, yeah, give him, I, I agree with you, maybe after round two, but um, no, I still disagree a little bit there. I think that um, we'll just see what happens with him. I'm, I'm absolutely surprised, flabbergasted to quote Rex Mossop, that um, he only played such minimum game time the other day. Um, oh, I, I thought sure. he was the, the cornerstone of that Newcastle pack. It's, a, it's a very time. interesting one. Maybe there's something going on there we don't know about, like an injury and... Well, he might have, yeah, he, you know, he looked a little slow. Maybe he hasn't trained that well and Brown had sort of let him in the team regardless of how he'd sort of thought he'd trained in the off-season and didn't like what he saw in the first 20 minutes. And I mean, he was the first forward replaced, whereas last year he was often the last one in that rotation. So I, th- I thought That's that was right. the biggest, you know, I mean, for all the injuries we can read about and, and et cetera, et cetera, but for mine, you know, the, the story of the round supercoach-wise in regards to just looking at the full 80 minutes was, was that one. I thought it was a... Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, the fact that he's on that extended bench this week is a, is a real surprise and you have to go back a ways to find where that actually happened with him in, in first grade. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to keep on the, uh, Cage Snowden too much, but yeah. Uh, Nathan Brown's made no secret that no one is safe. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. maybe picking a, a, a Newcastle player might be a bit tricky for the until they settle a we, little bit. We called it, didn't we, when we did the teams one on one, and we've mentioned it on other occasions that you know, tricking Newcastle players is a potentially recipe for disaster because he could be chopping and changing for half the year. All right, we well, need. He's got a lot to clean up there, as we've said. Yeah. Well, we need to to move on and look at some interesting ones for this week because Bill mentioned that um, round two. We're going to get the pop after after the third round. So the biggest score in round two means you've got a pop in round three and then a further pop in round four. So while we've got some great performances after the first round, some cheapies, I thought Jack, Jackson Hastings put up some good numbers, even though he probably was a little bit below par. I mean, the Reese has got hammered, but super coach wise you know, he did the job. But we're, we're more projecting to round two. And having a look at the, the predictor, which is only one game in, and we've also got looking at last year's and trying to sort of balance that out. But some of the guys that we think will go well this week and some of the younger players or the cheapies that could outperform uh, maybe some of their more well-known competitors. So that's that's sort of what we're looking at here. Um, looking at a cost per point uh, differential, we saw from round one, I think, Daniel Saifidi with that try bumping his numbers up. Zane Musgrove was very good as well. But Kyle Turner, for mine, is a really interesting one at 181,000. Um, a great game in, in round one, but still predicted to get, you know, in the 50s. He'll be playing good minutes, I think, with John Sutton out, even if one of the Burgess boys comes back. Um, and I think his he's, um, teammate, Paul Carter, and Andrew, I know you're a big fan of Paul Carter. Even with a low prediction of around 31, and I think he'll do much higher than this, but even a lower prediction after that big um, round one score um, should seem in for a nice uh, pay rise. Both those guys in for nice pay rises from Souths. Yeah, I mean, there was no secret for me. I, I really liked Carter. I liked the way he played. I think he was uh, t- 
tailor-made for an 80-minute game, especially in the back row. Now with Sutton now, I know the, the Burgess boys are coming back this week, but um, Carter, I mean, he did score a try. He's not going to do that every week, but he, he works hard and, you know, his he's points per minute's pretty good, you know. He scored uh, 77 points and, I mean, you can't ask for too much more from a, a player that's only worth 160000 we're going to go in the teams at the moment. Um, Joe Burgess named on an extended bench for the Roosters. is another interesting one. Um, and Moses Embi, I mentioned him briefly, uh, Pete, before, but he was pretty impressive against Manly. And, you know, uh, starting half, you would hope for a decent second performance uh, ne- next week as well. Yeah, uh, he was. I thought he was really one of the, the very good performances the weekend, Embi. Um, yeah. I had the pleasure of watching him on Friday night, and yeah, he was playing behind a very good pack and up against a, a pretty poor Manly team, it has to be said. But uh, no, Embi was was everywhere. Um, he kicked goals, and you know it, they just looked really well drilled. The combination between he and Josh Winter went very well, and for him to score eighty seven last week was a bit of a surprise for me. But uh, yeah, no, he did extremely well. Um, and you'd have to say he he's going to do well against Penrith again on Thursday night. Who? Two seventy-three thousand. It's not the cheapest, but but good value, and then you get that nice uptake if, if he does well against the Panthers, who let in a lot of points to the Raiders' halves, particularly exactly. Aiden Caesar just last week. Um, I've got to talk about Nathan Davis, Andrew, because the Storm, you know, not the hardest team these days to score super coach points against, particularly in the centres. Uh, he's retained his starting role. There's another one that, if you're really looking just for for the bottom of the barrel, 113,000, that you could you could do. Yeah, well, he's he's an out and out cheap, isn't he? He's uh yeah, 113,000. I mean, pretty good points. 43 is pretty respectable. I mean, it has to be said that Newcastle were poor, but it's going to be harder this week. But again, he's an out and out cheapie that's playing this weekend. I mean, he played well last week. You can only go on what you, what you've seen and. What I, what I saw, I liked. So it's, yeah, as a cheapy option. I mean, if, if you had someone like a, a Ben Henry in your in your centres, and obviously he went down with a season-ending uh, season injury, he's a pretty much like-for-like. Like. Of the big names, guys, I'll start with you, Pete. Um, is there a guy that you, maybe you've already got him, maybe you've talked about him already, maybe, you know, round one has, has sort of shown... Can you name a couple of those big ones for these guys that are going to be looking for a real big name alternative or big priced alternative um, that you're suggesting that could be options to bring in? Well, someone like Simon Mannering, you know, we've raved about on the show before. Um, yeah, yeah, big four, 90, wasn't it? Just over 430. Yeah, like yeah, 90 points. Like That's the outstanding. Um, 436,000. You know, he's he's been relieved of the captaincy, but... Um, Maybe that'll improve his game, take him up to the next level. I, I see him in the in the sort of the Corey Parker type of mould, and so I think that he's um, he's very, you know, his performance on the weekend was was very very good. Another one that um, you know is not as high priced, but Ethan Lowe from the Cowboys, um, second highest there mm-hmm. on one hundred and nine points. One of Ryan MS's favourites, Ryan, couldn't be with us tonight. Um, I should have mentioned earlier in the show, but uh, one of his favourites, Ethan Lowe, and he started last year so well. And then he tapered off a bit. But maybe, you know, a newer player into the top grade, it's hard to go all year. But certainly, again, great value. Absolutely. No, I think that um, his performance um, scored a a try the other night too. So, you know, and that obviously helped. But, no, I think... You can't go wrong with with him. 
Uh, you mentioned Corey Oates before, but uh, yeah, no, those those first two for mine were very good. And Mr. Consistency, Sean Fenson was another one there. Yeah, what a try. He's another one he's got a beautiful try. <laughs> Streaking down the sideline. The Raiders, we, we talked about it pre-season, didn't we, Andrew? The Raiders having that great schedule, the great draw to start the year. And Fensum, I mean, beneficiary, he's probably not going to play Origin, we would assume. I mean, you know, a, a pretty good option to bring in at 407000 if you did lose a, a gallon or, or someone of that ilk. Well, that's right. I mean, they've got the Roosters next week who are pretty, they're on their knees at the moment, and they've got Knights and Tigers. So not a not a bad draw for for someone who's going to start scoring points, um, especially at Fensum. You can't go wrong with him, can you? He just he t- tackles all day and, again, an 80-minute player. He hasn't been playing 80 minutes lately, but, you know, with the interchange rule, see him play the full 80 minutes very, very soon. And... Andrew, I guess um, with Gallon, the other guy could be for feeder. Could there be some people plumping at a similar cost for the same team, just doing a like-for-like trade there? Oh, that's that's definitely an option. I mean, if you, you if you don't already have for feeder, uh, another option, Sam Burgess, a pretty solid uh, return to the yeah, NRL, because not as high and and, no. and and probably a good choice for a, a captain this week. Yeah, I mean, he he did that points score and super catch point score without trying last yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. Thought. So, I mean, that was his first hit out. First He's still got to, to get NRL fit and, um, yeah, he'll, 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 be, he'll come good soon. A guy i got to talk about is, um, well, a, a fullback or two fullbacks, James Tedesco. I think he's now the out-and-out guy to bring in. Now, we mentioned Roger Tuovas-Sheck pre-season. We thought that with the nines, we thought, yeah, he'll, he'll fit into that team. It won't be an issue. It was an issue. Now, I'm not advocating getting rid of Tuvasa Shek yet, but one if round two doesn't work out, he is on a, on the must-cut list if you've got him because that price will just go down significantly. On the flip side, Tedesco was so good for the Tigers. who look rejuvenated. They're going to play attacking footy. And I, I think for mine, even if you have to reshuffle your lineup, I mean, you know, Tedesco for Gallon could end up happening if you could shuffle your lineup or do a double trade with a GP out like a Ben Henry or, or someone of that ilk and um, a GP in. So that that's definitely a guy that I'm looking at, obviously, with the, the names that you guys mentioned. Uh, this is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. We do it every Tuesday. You can find us on the web, www.supercoachpros.com or on iTunes. We recommend subscribing to iTunes and you get all our podcasts delivered straight to your iTunes account. It's all free, of course, and you've got those one-on-ones there. We did that great one with Bill last week doing the uh, overall. We've got uh, one there, you and I, Andrew, go through uh, head-to-head. So there's some, some good ones there um, at the website and on iTunes. You've got to follow us on Twitter, at Pros. If you already did that, you would have seen us tweeting out uh, during each game, and in particular the one the hour before the kickoff. That's the critical one, obviously, because we give you the final team lists. And uh, you, last thing you want to do is get a zero, particularly when things kick off in earnest in the 20-team league there in round four. So um, the easiest way to get the information is just follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros and give us a like on Facebook. So we're on Facebook now, so uh, let's start building up those numbers too. Um, yeah, just give us a like there. And, of course, don't forget to like... Pat Lyons' Facebook page as well. There, Pat, of course, with Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, mentioned to him, Supercoach Pros, 
and you get a 20% discount off your first visit. Not bad at all, 20% off, just for mentioning our little show. Now, guys, we've got to go on to the team lists for this uh, round. And starting with Thursday, interesting one out of the Panthers, Pete, I think, is obviously with um, Segi Arrow down. Tyrone Peachy going into hooker and Elijah Taylor coming onto the bench. What do you think? I know Andrew's a big fan of Peachy. How do you think he'll go with the number nine? Yeah, the would be interesting one. He was mainly used as a, as a back rower last year and might have played a uh, probably didn't really play, get a, a chance to play hookers there with uh, Seguiaro and Coruscant both in the Panthers lineup. So it'll be an interesting one. It's a, it's a big loss for the, for the Panthers, no doubt. Peachy is talented though. Um, ugh, geez, you couldn't see anything but a, but a decent um, Canterbury victory there, I think, if they turn up and play as well as they did against Manly. Although they're, they're also missing Michael Leisha too. He's currently uh, gone uh, long-term with a knee injury, so uh, the former dragon, controversial dragon, Craig Garvey, gets a start at hooker. Yeah, and we'll go to the, the Dogs line-up there too, Andrew, because da- David Clemens back, but they've lost Chase Stanley. Still no Brad Abbey. Kerrod Holland getting the role there instead. Obviously, Craig Garvey, Adam Elliott, who played last week, you know, still probably watching him, but there's going to be a lot of eyes on that. We mentioned it met him by earlier. There's going to be a lot of eyes on that Bulldogs team because some guys could be popping in the next week or two from their, their side. Yeah, I mean, James Graham, you and I were speaking off air, just James Graham has never had that gun tag. I mean, he's always yeah. been consistent, but he's never yeah. been a gun. But he really did impress on, on Friday night. Um, yeah, it was probably he, a remiss of us not to mention him just earlier because really he's in that, that list of guys who, if you've got to get rid of a couple of big names, you know, like Paul Gallen and Seguiaro, that Graham's probably one you're looking to bring in as well. Yeah, mate, he played, played 75 minutes. You know, on, that's a first round for a prop. That's pretty impressive. Gets her a ton of work, and he's, he's definitely worth a look. The Broncos lose Jordan Kaye, but bring back Jack Reed. Good news if you're a Greg Eden owner. Obviously not a good score for him last week, but the signs are there, and if he's only on your bench, you should be doing okay. And Corey Oates, sort of the opposite. The big score, we still we got to temper the expectations because any winger on any given week could, can go high to low, as we saw the difference between Oates' score and Eden. I do like their halves, though, Pete. I think Hunt and Milford, um, they played really well against Parramatta. I think they're in for even better outputs moving forward. I think so. Um, these guys really, really gelled well last year and uh, Milford uh, scored well again on Supercoach last week. Um, he's a class actor, you know, we've said it all along on, on the show. I'm, I'm, although I'm a little surprised, I must admit, about how well he's gone at 5'8", but, you know, I'm not Wayne Bennett, so... Um, but, uh, you know, I think, yeah, they'll, con- they'll continue to, to, to score well. I'm, I'm really impressed with Milford. It is good to see Eden uh, get a go again, as you say. Um, he spent the year in, in the lower grade last year, but uh, he played well enough last week without getting too many opportunities, but it will be uh, interesting to see how he goes this week. Yeah, definitely don't start him in your lineup, but he's happy to have him on the bench. I think Corey Parker, last year we saw a quieter than usual round one. It's still a good score this round one, but I think he'll go up from that. And he's kicking, his goal kicking was a bit off, so maybe you know he gets a few more points there this week against the Warriors, Andrew, who it, you've got to say, Coach Andrew McFadden, his job job's on the line. And 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 if you've got guys like Tuivasa Shek and Isaac Luke in your super coach line, well, their positions are on the line as well, aren't they? 
Yeah, not giving too much away, but I'll be watching Tour of Artishek very closely this week. Um, <laughs> uh, again, like I said before, got the proven performers like Johnson and Mannering. Um, still interested to see what he does with the outside backs. I don't know if if we can trust the lineup that he's he's uh, released, but uh, I mean, we can only just wait and see which Warriors are going to turn up. Um, but like yeah. I said. Johnson to score well, Manning to score well, and RTS, please score well. Well, Bodine Thompson, we can trust. He's back in the staying lineup. He got the endorsement from McFadden, obviously, with Ben Henry's injury. He played really well. He put up um, decent, you know, okay numbers considering the minutes. I think he'll be back to what he did last year. Uh, Raiders and the Roosters, obviously, the big change there. Um, coming on the Raiders side of things with both halves out. Now, Sam Williams, we expected, obviously, to return from that illness. But Pete, the big one's Lachlan Croker, the nephew of Jason Croker, named at 5'8", ahead of maybe moving Jack White and closer and, and, and giving Sissel Walker a spot in that back line. It was actually last week after the game, it was Jared Croker, the captain, when he was interviewed, and he said he thought, well, he hoped that Lachlan Croker might get the, the opportunity to come up from the 20s. And, uh, yeah, so there he is. They've, they've got very big raps on this kid, as we know, as I said, related to Jason. So... We'll see um, how he goes. Um, it'd be a cheapie, but he's, he's only going to be there for a few weeks, you would think, although with, with Austin he's going to be out a little longer, we think. Um, so, I think yeah, Sansom be... might actually be out a little longer from after we heard from Pat today. It looks like oh, that's right, of they're, course, they're, saying, they're saying the opposite, but Pat's saying in the end it could be Caesar that ends out longer. Look, and, and either way, he's going to be there for a few weeks, so... That's you know, right. And, and you don't have to jump on him this week because he didn't play in round one. You can pick him after three rounds if he goes well, looking for that pop in round four. So there's a lot to like about putting him on the watch list. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, some interesting effort there with the forwards too, I thought, last week. You know, Newell Sala, another one of Brian Messer's favourites, really going above and beyond. They've got a great forward pack. Obviously, we mentioned Fenson earlier. Um, any one or any couple of those could go large any given week, and a lot of Souths forwards doing so well against the Roosters, um, of course, last week. And, and speaking of the Roosters, Andrew, I mean, I thought Sean and Kenny Dow was actually their best in a pretty poor effort. And, and obviously, Nick Arima and Hastings didn't really take the game, take control of the game, but they both posted decent supercoach numbers. So if purely just to make some quick money... If either you own them already, you're not getting rid of them, and if you don't own them, you, you strongly considering if and when to bring him in, either now or next week? No, if you don't have one or both, I mean, you need to get them in. They're going to make you some money. Um, personally, I think uh, yeah, Nick Arima is the, is the way to go, but mm. at the moment, they're, they're both pretty much the same. You can just, you know, pick one and, and just make some money. Nick is a little bit cheaper and he's got a little bit more of that sort of raw talent. But Hastings, the more the ball's flying through him, so just by weight of, you know, eventually... His, his kicking game's not quite on, but eventually we'll get a, four, a force dropout or two, you know, and, and other, you know, maybe a try assist from a kick because he's just... He's doing so much of it. And yeah, he's pretty busy. So that that, that is his, um, his upside there, isn't it? The forwards were disappointing. I mean, players that played well last year, like Kane Evans, Dylan Napa, Aidan Guerra, Mitch Lawson, they were all disappointing. The only one that can hold his head up is Sia... Tokiaho. So it'll be interesting to see maybe Trent Robinson swatch things around. Disappointing if you own Joe Burgess, scored two tries and now he's back to 19th man with Daniel Tupo back. But watch this space. Latrell Mitchell didn't really get involved. Maybe that cheapie is one that um, you know, doesn't pan through for us. 
um, if Burgess ends up getting his wing spot. Actually, I heard a, a little rumour that uh, Mitchell will be going into the centres and Sean Kenny Dale will be playing on the wing. That's interesting considering Kenny Dale was probably their best. Yes. Uh, maybe. So that's food for thought, guys. Maybe just, they thought... Just stop that there and then, yeah, carry on. Yeah, maybe they thought he'll get more ball on the wing than in the centres. I'm not sure about that one. All right, Rabbitohs and Knights. Well, we just talked about that game and how good Souths were. Um, one guy that's safe to bring in if you don't already have him, even though there's another week to wait, is Cody Walker. Um, Pete, I think that's pretty obvious, along with the back rowers, Paul Carter and Kyle Turner, who we mentioned uh, earlier. Yeah, as we said, Kyle Turner's a special. Uh, Cody Walker, yeah, um, great game for Souths first up last week, and now you can see why maybe they, they, let, uh, they were in no hurry to keep Gillen Walker. Um, but yeah, no, he'd be a great one for you to, to bring in there. Um, yeah, this looks like a cakewalk, and, and uh, uh, you've got to, although interesting, we've still got to watch this hooker battle internally there at South to see how much game time Damien Cook gets. Uh, so we're very impressed with him at the end of last year. Well, McGuinness was so good, and um, mm. you know, and Cook's so good. I mean, it's one of it's embarrassment of riches, and meanwhile, Canary have lost their starting hooker. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? How it goes. It is. And just as a point of trivia, guys, in the South Sydney uh, Reserves or the bench, you've got Nathan Brown, and he's up against the Knights coach by Nathan Brown. (laughs) Nice one. Speaking of the Knights, not a lot of changes other than that cage note and one we mentioned earlier, Andrew, but again with Nathan Brown, anything could happen. Danny Levy is probably the interesting one off the bench. I thought David Barner had some interesting touches um, for the Knights. Jalen Feeney's got to be on a short leash, though, doesn't he, with Jack Mamo waiting in the wings? He was he was pretty disappointing last week. Yeah, he's a bit bit um bit shocking under the high ball. Uh, but I mean, again, he, he's cheap and he's gonna he's gonna play, so he's gonna make some money. So if you got him, I, I wouldn't uh, pull the trigger just yet. No, and that's the key with some of these guys is that because they are so cheap, they'll get you something, and um, something's better than nothing if you've already got them. But yeah, if you did avoid them, then you know maybe you've done the right thing. Because Newcastle, I think each week we'll be talking about which players are out and in for them. So uh, stay tuned. Corbin Sims did play very, very well, but for them, I thought he, he was equivalent of Sean Kenny Dale for the Roosters. He was one guy who really stood up and, and to be counted. Let's um, let's look at the Eels and the Cowboys now. Um, I thought Parramatta Pete didn't play too bad last Thursday, considering the halves issues, and they're playing a very good Brisbane side. But it doesn't get any easier this week against North Queensland. I just don't know, Super Coach wise, where you go. I think if you are Mona Mao owner, you're happy with what happened last week. You're happy that the Parramatta have got a great buy draw, a great buy schedule. Uh, maybe Nathan Peets as well, but it's it's pretty tough there. And and Semi Rajradra without Brad Takarangi inside him doesn't look the same player. He doesn't. Um, yeah, he his hands were pretty bad last week too, Semi. And um, and young uh, Greg Eden, the Bronco, defended quite well against him a couple of times on the Broncos line. But yeah, I thought Parramatta went all right as a team after they lost um, Corey Norman. You know, it's, it's very hard. You know, they lost four during the week and then Norman just on half time. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how that combination goes. But yeah, in terms of um, Supercoach, so Michael Jennings, where was last week, um, you know, extremely quick player and, you know, might be able to add some value if he could actually get his hands on the ball and score some tries, but was just nowhere. Um, He needs the halves inside him, yeah. He does, he does. So once again, it'll be interesting to watch it this week. 
Uh, blokes like Manu Mao I thought worked very hard again last last week, and Mariah both got added a bit of toughness for them as well. Andrew, the Cowboys, I mean, you know, looking so good on the park, super coach wise, it's a bit hard to sort of find great value. I mean, Jonathan Thurston was solid without being spectacular. It's not the greatest matchup for him again this week. I think the only sort of value by was Kyle Felt. He was very, very quiet. Uh, Jason Tamalolo is not getting the game time because of how well Scott Bolton and Ben Hannon and John Asiata perform from the bench. Um, besides Ethan Lowe, is there anywhere obvious to go here or is it just a matter of waiting uh, waiting a while before you start picking up Cowboys players? Yeah, I think what you see is what you get with the Cowboys at the moment. I don't think they're going to fluctuate too much in price, are they? I mean, Thurston might come down if he doesn't have a, you know, his usual game, so... If you don't already have him, I think you, you, you could just hold off for a little bit because he's going to come good. He always does. Um, but it's just a matter of picking the time. And like I said, he, coming down into Sydney, it's it's never easy for the Cowboys. Um, I mean, it was from last year, but the, you know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a t- tough game. Parramatta handled um, Brisbane okay. I mean. It's going to be tougher for the Cowboys this week because the halves are back, and I think Parramatta will do do well this week. I'm not saying they win, but I think I think uh, they'll do well against the Cowboys team that they didn't look clunky, but they just they didn't look as fluid, even though they've had a long off season. Yeah, and as we saw from the Sharks, they're going to get a committed 80 minute performance from pretty much every opponent this year because they're the defending premiers. It's new for them; they've never had to experience that before, and it'll be interesting to see how they, how they deal with it as the season grinds on. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to this next one, the Sharks and the Dragons, the local derby. Actually, I'll, I'll stay with you, Andrew. Let Pete talk about his team, St George, at a moment. Cronulla, I thought I thought Jason Bakuya wasn't bad off the bench. So, you know, no Paul Gallon, that's a big loss. But they have some cover. Joseph Paulo comes onto the bench. Wade Graham was very good. Um, Andrew Fafita, a bit below super coach wise but still, he, he looked okay. And then you got Jack Bird out in the centres. Um, he was very impressive. And then Ben Barber at fullback, at least a watch list with 52 Supercoach points. There's some, there's some interesting um, options there or, or ideas there that they look at longer term, Supercoach-wise. Yeah, well, Barber, I mean, everyone's tipping him to have a, a great season. So, I mean, if he's not on your watch list, if he's not on your team, take a look. He's 184,000. And, I mean, like I said before, I think he's going to have a... He's been tipped to have a screamer of a year. Look, he's looking fit, and the Sharks are a real good chance of going deep into the competition. So you know, our theory is, you know, if they're going to get, if they're fighting for a top four, if they're fighting for a top eight position, they're they're always good to be in your team. Yeah, uh, and and the only issue, I guess, is those buys, you know. But but one or two is okay. So you're just trying to really balance your lineup, and uh, and then maybe you're, you're leaving them out later on. But make your money. If you can make your money off them, do it. And Ben, Bar- ben Barber, if anyone's going to go up in price with another couple of good games, it'll be him. Um, Pete, the Dragons, pretty unlucky, pretty hard done by the, the refs. Where probably it, it, the referee wasn't pretty in their favour. Um, but super coach wise Benji with the big game. But I, I think it's probably Tyson Frizzell that you're looking at. Um, coming off you know, that injury, he's got the starting lineup. Uh, I've, got, I've got a position to starting lineup now, and he's sort of the guy that we did so well last year um, that you might look at. Tyson Frizzell certainly was very impressive on Monday night. I thought one of one of the Dragons' best, along with uh, 
with Russell Packer, actually, and as we said, Benji scored well in Supercoach. Um, this game is is going to be huge. Already, you know, second round, good old local derby down Shark Park or whatever they're calling it this, this year. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's going to be a beauty. Um, see whether the Monday night curse affects the Dragons at all. Um, but, yeah, no, it's going to be a crack, and let's hope the Dragons can win. But, uh, yeah, Frizzell's certainly the one to watch. I'll be watching Jack DeBellin. He played almost 80 minutes last week, even though named on the bench. I think that's an interesting one. And I'll be watching to see if Kurt Mann and UNA can have as much trouble under the high ball as they did last night because I think the more trouble they have there, the closer Josh Dugan is moving back to fullback. Uh, we've got to move on to the Storm and the Titans. Um, some good performers for the Storm. Billy Slater was pretty good, Andrew, but... Jesse Bromwich, you know, Tahu Harris, the big names there, Cameron Smith, I guess that's 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 who we're looking at once again. Yeah, I mean, Billy Slater's actually at a pretty decent price, 305000 mm. Um You probably won't get him that low for too much longer. Um, Cameron Smith, again, like I said before, 533000 He only scored, I mean, only, it's 51 points and, you know, he, he they might have a field day against the Titans this week down, at, uh, down, in, um, down in Melbourne, so... See, his points might will be bumped up this week against the Titans. Yeah, and should mention Marika Korobiti. I mean, see that run. Oh, he just run let from the kick in his way. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and he scored two tries. I mean, 106 supercoach points. I'm also wondering, you know, we saw how good Rad Raja was last year. I'm sort of thinking maybe he can pull a Rad Raja type, you know, start to his year. He's got to be one to, to think about bringing in. Well, they're very similar body types, aren't they? They've mm. got that that powerful speed and just that uh, there's that rock hard uh, granite kind of bodies that break tackles and and score tries and and speed to burn and that that's that gets you a lot of points. You know, they they get a lot of those hit ups. They they do a lot of work uh, cleaning up at the start of the set. So they're, they're always good to have in, in your team. I mean, to be fair, Corabetti's got got a, a mistake in him. I think one of his mistakes actually. Led to a try last night. Lucky that they don't count that in the Supercoach. Um, but yeah, those yeah. those kind of things would would uh, count against him in the long run. All right, and the Titans, Pete. Um, I thought there was a lot to like there. He talked about Nathan Davis earlier. You know, David Mead had a good game. Ignatius Parsi, he's a must own if you didn't listen to us pre-show or pre-preseason, I should say, and and get him in. Greg Bird, maybe one more week you're watching him, but there's there's a lot of guys to to like there, and and I guess the main thing is will will Zilman and you know McDonald Zilman's named ninth man McDonald not named will they end up take coming in for Davis and and moving Mead from fullback or will the status quo remain from a very impressive win in round one? Well, I think the um, the Titans will put in a good performance last week, as you said. Um, I think they'll. They'll play well again this week. As we mentioned, the Storm, not as hard to score against in Supercoach as previously. Uh, there's some good cheapies there in the Titans. We talked about Ashley Taylor uh, before the competition started. Uh, Parsi, we, you know, out as a must-have, and, you know, he performed. It's good to see. And Greg Bird, as I said, best performance of the week, most points of the week. So if he can, you know, if the Titans can play well, you know, some of those players are going to score well again, I think. Um the Storm were a little bit patchy so on Monday night, so it, it might be a lot closer game on the field than, than we think. And if you've got some Titans players there, I think you could hang on to them. Yeah, we love Ignatius Parsi on, on the show. Greg Bird, the top performer, by the way, 
in round one. Got to go to the final game of the round. West Tigers up against the Seagulls and the Tigers. Look, they're cheap. He's not doing as well as we might have hoped. Jordan Rankin not kicking goals. You know, Josh Alawelli and Manai Cherrington have to come off the bench. But what we do like, I guess, is James Tedesco and an impressive Mitch Moses. Moses joined this week, of course, by Luke Brooks returning. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how Luke Brooks goes. Um, the Tigers, you know, how impressive were they, were they in the first half, particularly last week? Young team, like you expect them to fall asleep a little bit last week as they did, and the Warriors came back hard, but they still hung on, much to the great relief of Tigers fans. But yeah, to death, <laughs> okay, what a, what, a, what, a, uh, what a champion effort. Um, you know, scored the match-winning try there at the end and just electric. Uh, Mitchell Moses, I think, played one of his best games for the Tigers. So yeah, he did. If you've got him, you know, yeah. stick to him. Uh, young Brooks, as I said, he's good. Aaron Woods, I thought, was inspired by the captaincy, uh, scored and did well. Keeping on young Curtis Siren and also and Siasia Sue, I thought his performance was very, very good. Um, yeah. Maybe JT's on the right track. Well, let's not go too far too early, but definitely Suase Su playing well. Not getting the super coach numbers, but keep an eye on it because I think he will improve. And look, as much as I'm hoping my West Tigers get up, but uh, let's talk about Manly from your perspective and from Super Coach Owner's perspective, Andrew. Um, still no Brett Stewart named. I think that's sort of the big news. And Jake Trebovich moved to lock with Martin Tapau in the, the second row. And I guess Dylan Walker still at five eighth. I didn't think he was that impressive there. Um, you know what, what to make of these changes? Brendan Lawrence, Nathan Green, Matt Parcell on the bench—all interesting super coach options, and maybe not quite what we want from any of them. Yeah, the old uh, NRL Super Coach Pros Cup first yes. round. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, I've heard rumours again. These rumours that uh, Brett Stewart is going to be out. Until round four. Wow. Because so, a lot of people are saying, you know, being the Monday night game, he could make it back. And he loves playing against the Tigers. Uh, unfortunately, I do know this very well. Um, the amount of times he's uh, won games for you guys over the years. So that's huge news. Um, and it affects their whole back line, really, from a super coach perspective as well as on field. I mean, uh, Tommy Trevojevic, he played great. He, he was Manly's best on um, Friday night. Uh and his brother moving to lock. That I mean, that to me just sounds like he's going to play 80 minutes. I mean, he's already got the motor for it. He, he's, you know, he's purpose built for this 80 uh, minute game. I think uh, he's a, a worth a look as well. Uh, just with uh, Brenton Lawrence, uh, tentatively, yeah, they were they were a bit skinny, uh, manly in the forwards on Friday night. So. He could be worth a look. He's only 166,000, and you know, you know what you're going to get with him. He's not going to get the big minutes that he that he was. He hasn't played in a year, so uh, well, well worth having a look. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's, it's good points. I, I'm just intrigued with Tapao playing on on edge again, especially against his former team. I might have rallied him in the middle, but look, things could change. But I do agree with you, Trubovich. Um, let's go on to the Twitter questions now. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros and you can send us your questions um, on Twitter or on Facebook as well, SuperCoachPros. We've got a couple of questions. I know we already um, did Dale the Ninja about how long a jaw usually takes to heal earlier in the show. So Adam Reynolds there, we're looking at around that eight-week mark if it's not wired and then otherwise it's 12. 
And then um, Samba Rambo asks, a lot of players being discussed are like Corey Apes, Tyler Randall, Paul Carter, Dylan Walker, um, sorry, Cody Walker, etc. as cheapies. But who do we need and who are the traps? And Andrew, I'll, I'll go to you because it's got to be the first uh, segment or first time we have the segment, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> we already seen a couple of traps in round one. I think Jalen Feeney is, is on top of the list, but there's some others there as well. Um, going into round two, out of the performers that you know did okay or have got a bit of buzz behind them, which ones are the traps? I think uh, Paulie Paulie is a trap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think at a He's suspended for a week, by the way. He's suspended, so exactly. So 144000 He's not an out-and-out cheapie. Uh, he was a much-heralded signing. I mean, I mean, he played, had good trial form, uh, and you would have been fooled into thinking that he's going to be, you know, playing well in uh, super coach wise But, uh, yeah, not, not great points and... Uh, being suspended is not a good uh, start. Yeah, that's right. And and a lot of those Knights players are going to come come under that category. Pete, any of those cheaper names that you know, maybe we're hearing some buzz about that you think, uh, you know, it's a trap? All right. Well, one of the first players I think of there is, is for Newcastle. I'm sorry, Brownie. <laughs> uh, but Pat Maveratia there in the centres, I, I really can't see him getting many weeks and, you know, I, I really can't see the Knights winning too many games, actually, and I, I don't think that's going to help. Um, the halves combination there has got to settle a little bit between Mullen and Hodkinson as well, and new coach and new, new everything. I can see quite a few changes happening in that back line over time, particularly with young Jake Marmo has got to find his way back in there, and um, Sione Mataratia has got to find his spot, and he's a a better player than than the other two brothers there at Newcastle. So, Pat, Pat yeah, I think that, he's definitely... He got that try, didn't he, and then you know, made him get a decent score. But this week, he might you know not do as well and he might not even be in round three. So be very careful exactly. if you're thinking, oh, I'll just bring in the one of the top perform, you know, 113,000. That could be your trap right there. Looks, looks are deceiving in that regard. <laughs> looks are deceiving. Um, yeah, the next one is a bit of a surprise one as it comes from our own club at the Dragons, but uh, Mitch Rain um, has been a you know a pretty good scorer for Supercoach for a while, but um, he's looking a little bit more under threat for his spot this year than maybe than in previous years. On Monday night's game against Melbourne, one of the best performers for the Dragons, I thought, was uh, Havili. He was good, uh, wasn't he? And he even stayed on the field when Rain came back on. So Yeah, that's right. And looked very, very good out of dummy half yep. and always looked a threat. So I can see Mitch Rain's um, performance, though it is wholehearted, I, I think I can see his minutes decreasing and Avili's increasing. And so I think that uh, as a consequence, of course, Mitch Rain's score will go down. So I think he could be potentially a trap. i tell you what... Um... I'm wondering, even after his big game of 70 points, if Jackson Hastings is not a trap. I think Maniah Cherrington has already proven to be a trap. Yep, trap. He was, he was my next suggestion, Maniah Cherrington. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean... Taylor back in. Yeah. yeah. Jason Taylor saying that, you know, we'll play him for 80 minutes. Everyone got forward hook, line and sinker. Except <laughs> on this show where we had the Twitter question and we were able to, to nut it out for, for you. So I hope that you listened... Um, I think Latrell Mitchell 
could be a trap if Joe Burgess ends up, you know, getting a role there permanently. And not that it's a big deal if you've got a guy like that on your bench. Um, the bigger ones would be your guys like uh, Joe, um, like if Joe Burgess can't get going and you're stuck with that 250 price tag. Blake Ferguson, I think he was very juicy uh, at 3.14, I believe, but maybe fullback's not for him. Um, you know, at, probably Kyle Felt's a guy I really liked coming into the year, but now I'm concerned that um, the ball's not going to go his way as much as maybe we would like to see. You also have to think about the couple of the Manly players there. Sorry, Andrew. Uh, Braden Williami after his game last week. I, I don't see... A, a heap of potential in him. Um, Dylan Walker has also got a question mark hanging over him at the moment in 5'8". All right. Well, that is about it for the show. Thank you guys for the tweets. And remember that you can follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros or make sure you also like us on Facebook. Andrew Mulder, Mullen Rowley, thank you so much. We're going to actually see you on Monday at the game. Oh, looking forward to the guided tour of Leichhardt. <laughs> and they say we don't travel. That's right, that's right. That's a big uh, big travel indeed. And Peter Hanscom, thank you again as always. Talk to you next always. week. And thank you very much for listening. Of course, you can go to the website and get all our information. We've got recaps up there already. The previews of round two will be up there shortly at www.supercoachpros.com. And even though Ryan MS wasn't with us tonight... Looking forward to an article from him that will be posted on the website before the round's games. And uh, make sure, as I said, you follow us on Twitter, at Pros. I am Paulie G, and we'll see you next week. Bye now.